today we are very happy to have Miss Carolina Yo, who is based in Germany with us today. Um, Carolina has vast experience in talent management while working across different industries and continents. Now she's an entrepreneur who has created two platforms, one of which connects users with large ranging learning resources and other is aimed at empowering mothers to pursue their careers while juggling motherhood. Her Isaac experience is also very exciting. Having been involved in the setting up of Isaac in SMU, led the organizing of an international seminar as the organizing committee president and have been on an Isaac traineeship in Belgium. We are sure in for a real treat today of sharing. Welcome, Karenana. Hi, hi, Junior. Uh, thanks Hello. for inviting me and also for uh, putting the effort to you know, record all the different experiences of different alumni so that we can also share, you know, how valuable this network has been. So I appreciate all your work and uh, thanks for letting me be part of this process. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, maybe for that, um, maybe you can walk us through the process of, you know, setting up the Isaac and SMU. Like how did that opportunity arise and like what was the driving force behind the idea of um, setting up that entity? Yeah, so it's been, uh, so this happened in 2002. So you can imagine it's been quite, quite a long time back. Um, I think it was a coincidence, you know, I got to know Isaac really accidentally. There was one of the, they were one of the, the first uh, teams, I believe, from Isaac in NUS that came and share, shared also about what Isaac was as, a, as an organization. Um, I was curious to, to learn about other countries, other cultures, and you know, then the team was put together. So to be really honest, you know, it's, it's been quite a while back. So I remembered us as a team of probably around seven individuals who were you know, in the second or third year of our you know, uh, curriculum or our semester in, in university, and then trying to understand what Isaac was about, and then coming in as a team and you know, saying that, look, there are not that many organizations who can support individuals with a professional working experience outside of the country. And this was uh, an experience that would be very valuable um, for us as well. And uh, it also promotes the experience of managing teams and taking on leadership opportunities, um, even as a student, not being graduated. Uh, and I think that was my personal also driving force. So when I'm now, out of the country um, since I've graduated from SMU, also partially because of Isaac. So every uh, now and then we still also catch up um, with the, the original team um, to share that experience um, since uh, 16 years back. So it's, it's, been, it's been quite, quite the driving force behind my own career. And I've also seen how Isaac in SMU has grown and um, it will be interesting to also have a further connection with the current team and the teams before that. Yeah, so that was the, the very, I would say very um, simplistic and, uh, and also very um, genuine, I think, want from the team to have uh, the opportunity to bring overseas exchanges to the local teams in SMU. Mm. It's very nice to hear. 
and I'm sure the, the current ITEC SMU is very willing to also connect with you as well. Yeah, we'd love, we'd love to do that because, yeah. I mean, ITEC is one of the, the strongest network and entity that, um, that's ha that has benefited me, myself, personally, and that's the, one of the, you know, the first kickstart to an international career. So mm. it'll be interesting to meet some of them and also to share that, yeah. Mm, that's very nice. And I think you had a very interesting Isaac experience outside of Isaac SMU as well, right? One of them is as OCP of the Asia Pacific Exchange Leadership Development Seminar in 2004. Mm -hmm. And if our listeners recall, uh, we also spoke to Jesse as well in our very first episode of this podcast. So what actually drove you to take on that position as OCP during that time? And how was your experience like um, handling that event? Yeah, so if you if you hear some background noise, that's my daughter in the background. Um, uh, it's part of the situation of working <laughs> from home these days. Um, the, so I'm glad you had a chat with Jesse. I think um, it was it was one of the most intense experience uh, because of the steep learning curve that I had. Um, the how it started was basically very simple. Two individuals who saw something in me that I didn't even realize that I had. I have never managed anything <laughs> before that experience. Um, and we haven't hosted a regional or international conference for a very long time. And I was asked to take on this challenge. And I still am very thankful for the individuals um, who were the MCP then, uh, Yingying, we're still in touch uh, uh, now off and on. Um, and also Sean, um, who wanted to, you know, bring this milestone to Singapore back then. Mm. And uh, you need, you have to go through a process where you also have to um, get selected to host such a regional event. Uh, the, the committee needs to make sure that we have the ability to bring together, you know, more than 180 participants from around 20 countries and that's where you know I also learned that when you don't have you know the experience you have a group of individuals who can be the mentor who can be the support and I think that was really the first experience I had where I learned how to really ask for help um, mm. because I was so uh, inexperienced at doing that it I think burnt me out <laughs> for some time after but Jesse and the team uh, that we brought together uh, were individuals that you know we came in to work on a project for a year um, in my case full-time almost full-time still finishing the rest of the semester in SMU um, that really bonded us and so the team still has that core um, bond that we still gather um, uh, whenever I return back to Singapore the idea was also to not only challenge ourselves, but to challenge and put that milestone uh, within the Isaac organization um, mm. to say that, hey, we can do it uh, with the support of the alumni, with the support of the board of advisors. Um, I remember taking our meetings with, um, you know, senior partners and organizations or, you know, the managing um, or the, the, rather the leadership within different organizations that came in and say, hey, this is such a great um, thing to do for Isaac and also for the network. And they were really supportive, you know, providing us with different, um, whether is it in-kind, being a sponsor, coming in with advice. 
lots and lots of discussions um, and uh, we managed, right? And yeah. obviously not everything is perfect when you plan uh, such a large event, um, but it has been such a strong learning. Um, and even up to this day, uh, when we organize, yeah, nowadays we have so many different virtual events that we organize as part of what we do. Um, that experience is so valuable because once you've done that, you know, the rest are easy. <laughs> and that was the first uh, big leap um, to say that, you know, this was an experience that uh, I could work on um, with the support of so many different individuals, um, including the MC team then um, that really helped mm. brought it forward. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a very brave you know, decision to actually step up to that role without experience. And I think definitely when you want to do something of that, um, or you do anything in general that definitely needs uh, for us to have uh, that support behind us, you know, the teamwork in general. To make exactly. It, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why I also encourage anyone who is finding out about Isaac to really leverage this opportunity because throughout our professional experiences after we graduate um, it's not so easy to find such a strong mission-oriented um, global organization that's spread out across different parts of the world and up to today I'm still very good friends uh, with some of the facilitators that came in from Australia or flew in from Netherlands which was the global headquarters for Isaac um, until a few years back and every different country I've worked in now six different countries um, and lived in more than that um, in three four different continents right every new place that I go into Isaac the Nasa Isaac network is one that I've always counted on mm. so this experience and this network I would really encourage anyone who wants to get to know the organization to say hey you know there are not many chances where we can try and fail and try and fail you know, there are, drastic, <laughs> there are drastic consequences when we start working professionally, right? Yeah. And Isaac is just a platform where we, you know, have a bit of fun. We play, we meet in other, other in the, uh, internationals, all with a similar mission, you know, to help, as we say in Isaac, uh, fulfill humankind's potential. So why not? Yeah, so happy to hear that, you know, that mission still resonates with you so much. Absolutely. And it's built into even my company that we're founding today. Um, and I think I also kind of steal the Isaac mission a little bit to bring it into our own because this point of helping others reach their potential, I think it's one that's so powerful and that creates, you know, impact that also leads from that ability when everyone is at their best, right? Mm. So, yeah. That's very nice to hear. And after that experience and your time in Isaac SM, you actually went on an Isaac traineeship for a year in Belgium uh, mm -hmm. with AB Invest as their global coordinator. And I think um, an Isaac traineeship in today's term will probably be in the term of global talent program that we are handling right now. So maybe you can help us understand um, how did the Isaac traineeship work in that time and what your role constitutes? Yeah, so I think the 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 global talent program versus the you know traineeship program is probably not not that different the idea is to give individuals like me um, a chance to work overseas uh, in different organizations right so we had to go for interviews you know to be selected to go for an exchange and then you know it feels after that the world is 
is at your fingertips, right? Because you have the option also to look into uh, what's your priority in terms of which country would you prefer? Obviously, they can't promise, right? Because the matching needs to happen uh, also at the back. Um, so I chose a few countries. I wanted to go to Europe. Um, and I had, I think, prioritized Sweden. That didn't happen. Um, for some reason, I was fascinated uh, <laughs> with the Swedish culture. But this opportunity came up and together with, I think, another one that I interviewed for in Romania. Mm -hmm. So the, the traineeship that I took was quite interesting because it was kind of a very good bridge where I was still, you know, working um, with the Isaac organization. So my role uh, with AB InBev, which is currently the world largest um, brewery, mm -hmm. which... Uh, was also the global partner uh, that was signed on to the uh, Isaac global team in Netherlands, wanted to bring Isaac into the organization and they needed someone to coordinate that process. So I had the, the privilege to take on such a role where I could you know, work on the program uh, from scratch, which means that it was a role where I also had to uh, keep that relationship with the Isaac organization. So I got to know Isaac even more, this time internationally, beyond the Singapore, Isaac Singapore Network. And we had to hire um, between 12 to 20 interns, uh, Isaacers, um, to invest, uh, invest global organization. So we could bring in interns to Belgium, which is the global headquarters, uh, where Stella Artois also is brewed, right? Uh, it's quite a well-known beer also in, in, in Singapore. And then experience was fantastic in a way that I was at a very early part of my career uh, exposed to all the senior leadership. So my meetings will be meeting with, you know, the chief of commercial um, organization, the chief of, you know, the head of the countries, the head of Asia Pacific, um, the, all the C-levels that you can think of. So my role was to work with my, obviously I had a director, so I can't do this alone, being so also so young um, in my career, and to sell that program to them. So it was really putting together, you know, what is Isaac about, how it benefits the organization on the other side, and how this experience can truly also empower the individual with um, an international experience. So there are not many roles that I know of that are like that. And, you know, from that first very experience of leading Asia-Pacific, um, the exchange leadership program that, you know, just, you know, a couple of people who saw, like I said, put that trust in me to, to do that, led me, I think, uh, to be selected for this opportunity. Um, I was also lucky that they were looking for someone who could go back to Asia, right? So I spoke Chinese Mandarin and <laughs> being Singaporean. And I think that was like, okay, she could, she could work in Belgium for a year, then go and work in Asia Pacific, either in Singapore or China, uh, after which was exactly what I did. So we actually successfully, I think during my term, placed around 12 interns globally within um, InBev and chose my successor. And I will move on to work with uh, AB InBev in China, in their Chinese um, headquarters. Mm. And that's the start of my international career, basically. And, you know, as a young intern in that act um, in a foreign environment, well, did you have a hard time trying to adjust to that working or living conditions there in Belgium? 
Yeah, I think the the it was challenging. It was my first long-term experiences working experience working overseas. Um, I had experience, you know, doing projects in Thailand for a month or with the with with uh, SMU. Um, I had I had always wanted to learn about different cultures, so I, I made sure to take up small projects like that. But it was one that was the longest. Um, it was also winter when I arrived, so it was quite tough, um, being being quite afraid of the cold. But I must say that uh, thanks to the Isaac community, you know, I found a place to to stay. Uh, with the support of the Isaac team in Belgium, who today I still work together. So the first person who um, came and, uh, you know, picked me up at the station in Belgium is, we are working still on projects together since then. Uh, it's been over a decade now, which is really quite um, amazing, you know, the, the relationships that were formed back there. Um, and I lived with other Isaac interns um, from Poland, from Russia, from Iceland, uh, living together in the same apartment. And it, it was really fun because we were partying together, getting drunker together <laughs> sometimes. Um, as you know, you know, we were, you know, still, uh, still, still a group uh, with the freedom now, you know, with no parents <laughs> at the <laughs> side. Uh, and learning also a different working culture. So it was hard in a way because in Belgium they speak a couple of languages, which I don't, I didn't speak at all, French and Flemish, right? Um, some work conversations, for example, would be done in Flemish. Um, living in Brussels means there needs to be French. Um, so this, there were a few challenging parts. I was missing home, uh, missing food at home, missing friends at home, uh, you know, so that was part of it. But looking back, I think uh, I still miss that, um, that, that point where we had really the freedom to explore, to enjoy. Um, and even though it was challenging, the work exposure was so, was so, was so, I think, enriching that, you know, it gives me the courage then to say, okay, so what if he's the, he or she is the, you know, the head of the company, right? So it gives me that chance to say, okay, I've done all that. Um, you know, the rest should be easier after that. So I never really felt difficult then approaching the CEO or approaching, you know, the, the head of the departments because I was forced to, and when you're forced to learn quick, you learn quick in the end. Right. So sorry, short. It was hard, but it was also one of my most valuable uh, experiences that I appreciated and really formed really strong friendships, uh, made some of my best friends um, of those who were living together and we meet and go to each other's weddings as well, <laughs> even today, um, uh, despite being over a decade ago. Yeah. yeah, I think that really speaks to the power of Isaac Network, right? That we are able to forge long-lasting friendships that, you know, other than friendships, you are also you know, professional relationships in, in business or, or... Absolutely. And we, I think when I was in Singapore, I didn't realize the importance of this international network. Um, you know, Isaac, I would hear a lot of people from Isaac telling me that, right? So I would mm -hmm. have uh, 
um, the alumni, you know, who are still very passionate about Isaac, and I'll be like, why are they still passionate after, you know, 10, 20 years? <laughs> um, and I would uh, hear that all the time and say, oh, you know, you really need to build a network, you need to learn networking. And I remembered back then networking was not easy. I was always someone who was a bit more introverted. Um, and, you know, going to meet and talk to someone who I don't know was such a big challenge. Um, and, you know, when we meet someone from other parts of the world, we were like, oh, my God, what topic should I talk about or what subject should I, should I discuss? You know, I don't even know how to start a conversation. But I think the, the experiences there, you know, gave that sort of challenge. But also, you know, how many other organizations, there are quite a few, I, I would say Rotary or, you know, some of the, the global organizations. But there are not many that really gives you that professional experiences on top of that um, with a mission so the social impact and business combination is one that is quite unique to Isaac comparatively yeah I think um, I think that's also a purpose why we have decided to have this podcast right that we have always heard about the power of the Isaac network and international uh, network as well but then if let's say we will have someone who has gone through that process and told you about the benefits of it you know that maybe will speak to you better, you know, for the for the Isaac population that yeah. As someone who has so much experience in like talent management and HR, I think um what is something that you look out for in candidates that you feel is a quality that the Isaac experience actually offer? Yeah, um, so I've, I've definitely brought a lot of people um, into companies, starting with that first coordinator role, and in general. I think what companies always look at, um, yes, the, there is always the bias towards past experience, but when you are a fresh graduate, you don't really have experiences, right? So the Isaac experience was one that I could document. So I could, let's, let's put it, so practically uh, speaking, um, you know, one of the things that we want to uh, showcase when we leave a um, the university and work with the company is, you know, the experiences we have while in university, right? The internship, um, the experience managing a team, organizing an event. So that's a very practical aspect, but I think you're asking something more than just the practicality. Um, I think candidates uh, who are, you know, eager and curious, because like I said, you don't have many past experiences to act as a benchmark, right? So the companies who interview, especially when you just finish university, um, they really want to look at a few things, right? So what is your ability to learn? Um, have you challenged yourself? Mm -hmm. uh, have you, you know, took on areas where um, it also gives you practical work-life experiences of managing a team, um, in like in your case, you know, I, I really appreciate how you are taking us through this discussion. So creating such a podcast, uh, put it uh, online and sharing it with the rest, uh, recruiting members. Um, I think that early exposure and that attitude of curiosity and wanting to make an impact, that combination is one that is really fantastic, right? So that experience in Isaac where we take uh, have someone or give someone the opportunity to lead a team or to lead a project 
or to, in my case, to lead a conference was what, you know, something that I think unless you are in another global organization, a student organization would be also um, not easy to have this chance for. But the other thing is also the Isaac experience really pushed for um, also someone to think about what is the impact that someone can, can get. But that having said that organizations that combines professional to a social impact um, with that early leadership opportunities is one that is, is quite uniquely Isaac. And then continuing on, um, when you're part of the Isaac Global Network, you're, you're part of the alumni network for life. So a lot of individuals, including myself, also benefit from such an international network. In my case, because I'm working as, a, as an entrepreneur right now, to reach out and reach out to my network to help us grow within the organization outside of Germany. Mm. Uh, so this is something that I would also take into account when, for example, when we bring in someone from Isaac into the organization that they have also that leverage there. Yeah. In a nutshell, exposure, early leadership, experiences, um, having exposure to also diverse individuals, um, caring about making an impact, and then that international network, I think is a very good combination. Yeah, totally agree with uh, whatever you just said. And I think um, the exact experience really make a difference in, in, in myself, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So, I think absolutely. I think that, that you, what you're doing exactly is the type of experiences, right? That, yeah. that, uh, that is, is also, you know, something I appreciate as we, as we spoke is that you are, uh, you are still, you know, in, not uh, in your third year, right? The end of your third year, looking into the fourth year, but you are meeting individuals, um, interviewing them, um, and the ability to ask the right question is mm -hmm. one is so uh, underrated <laughs> 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 because you know that really helps us to move the way forward, right? Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, okay. So moving on, so what would be one advice that you'll be giving to the Isaac population? Um, I would say take the leap of faith um, and challenge yourself. So we are naturally curious as individuals and use that curiosity to take an action within Isaac. So really leverage and take the opportunity that this global network exists. Uh, and it exists also for the pur greater purpose of peace, right? As mm. we get to know individuals outside of Singapore, we also start to understand how other um, cultures work, how other individuals think. And that was really the, the reason why Isaac started as an organization. It was after the war. And I would say, yeah, take, take that experience, you know, don't, don't overthink it. Give it a try it's a place where you can make mistakes so just mm -hmm. take that yeah yeah i think what really stops some of us from taking the leap is the fear whether we are able to handle the situation well whether we are able to lead the team well i think just go for it i think um that's an opportunity for us to grow don't be afraid of failures as you mentioned and isaac is really that safe space for us to learn and grow Absolutely. And, mm. uh, and you, like you said, 
um, you know, we might have, I had those same fears, right? So those same fears, so, you know, can we do it well? Can I, you know, make sure I don't forget about my studies, you know, to graduate. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think the university education is really enhanced. So when we, I remembered, and also when I was working on the, the projects of Isaac or being part of EB of SMU um, or doing this conference, I could relate so much more to what I was, uh, I was learning, right? It was an actual real life example where I could put the theories into practice, mm. you know, and having that fear is an important one because then it gives us adrenaline to um, find solutions. And as I shared earlier, you know, we're not, we're not the only one there. There is such, it is such a supportive organizations with all the alumni, all the, um, the current, you know, organizing teams. So why should, every point in our life, we will always have something that challenges. Mm -hmm. And here is one way you can be challenged and yet be fully supported mm. because, you know, outside in the, in the working world, it can be much harsher. Right. So, mm. so while there is no commitment, you know, no family <laughs> yet. Um, yeah. Take the leap. Yeah. Fantastic advice. And if I could, for the last question, I think um, as an entrepreneur and also the founder of uh, ProfTrack and My Career and Child, um, for all the listeners out there, if you're interested, you can check it out. Um, what advice would you give to budding entrepreneurs out there listening? Sure. Um, so maybe I can share a bit about mm, we yeah, remain sure. ourselves. We are called End Ahead right now uh, mm. because we, we want to help individuals relaunch their careers and move end ahead. So the idea is, you know, not only looking at one career but looking at moving forward. So the idea came about um, partially being, you know, um, I think motivated uh, deeply with what Isaac was all about, about you know, also helping others reach their potential, and we as a team found out how challenging it is when we want to relaunch mid-careers, you know, after a decade of doing what we are doing, we start to think about, you know, what's next and what are the new challenges. And that's basically what we want to do uh, within the organizations. And part of this community is also supporting um, parents, in particular moms, um, who, you know, took uh, a break from work in Germany. There is the uh, longer um, maternity or parental leave of you know can be even um, two years to four years if you have a second child and the idea is to support them now being an entrepreneur um, has been challenging also you know I started the entrepreneur journey being in, in uh, Germany um, with a foreign language and I think the advice for entrepreneurs is really tap into the network. <laughs> so, you know, repeating, you know, the advice from before. And I think to succeed as a solo entrepreneur is really hard. And when I started, I actually leveraged the Isaac Network and called, I think, the top 10 people from my list mm -hmm. who are entrepreneurs. I worked 10 years before becoming an entrepreneur in companies, you know, so I had a lot of uh, friends and colleagues from organizations, but not many um, who are entrepreneurs themselves. And I would say more than half, well, 60% came from the Isaac Network. Um, so really 
think through what are the structures that can support you, you know, when it comes to accelerator programs, incubator programs, or, you know, now that we are part of this Isaac community, talk to um, uh, our board of advisors or alumni who are entrepreneurs and then use them as a council or use them as a board uh, that we can go to to figure out the next steps. So that would be that would be the differentiator because you know in in more than 100 countries around the world, um, Isaac is there. So if you want to think of an entrepreneur, think through first. You know who do you want to help? Um, why do you want to help them? And then think of who can help us get there. So that would be you know that was my learn own learning as a journey. Right. Oh, that's a very very nice advice the structure and thinking of what we want to do with our entrepreneurship. And I think um, to our listeners, I hope that our conversation has actually sparked some thoughts uh, for you guys. And uh, this wraps up our podcast today with Carolina. Um, thank thank you. you so much for dropping by and sharing your thoughts. No, I thank you. I thank you uh, for putting it together and also take this chance to thank everyone who are listening in, whether members um, or, you know, part of the alumni community um, that has been also been such an important force in my own career. And to all the members, take the leap. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and yeah, enjoy the uh, or leverage this powerful community to really help us move forward not only when we are in university but also you know years after so thank you so much Junior, for such a great conversation uh, and also for bringing this to many others appreciate it yeah no worries and i think thank you all for listening to the modular alumni podcast and we will uh hope to see you again in our next series thank you see you Take care. Mm-hmm.